Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What is going on? Once again, Say Loud Podcast. It is your host, no other than myself, of course. Boogie the Beast is here for another episode of Say It Loud on iTunes and SoundCloud. I want to give a super shout out to everybody who's showing love and listening. Before I get into this next episode, I just wanted to say Wakanda forever, first and foremost. Second off, we're two of 12? What is that? Let me do my public math real quick for you guys. We're one-sixth of the way through. 2018, and uh, I just want to thank you once again for rocking with us. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and get on to this introduction so I can get this man introduced so you guys can hear this awesome testimony. So, <clears throat> born in Germany and raised in Colleen, Texas, hope I said that right this time, took his talents after high school on the University of Florida to continue his legacy in track and field and triple jump. While attending UF, he was the 2012 NCAA Outdoor Triple Jump Champion, followed by a back-to-back indoor and outdoor championship in 2013. And to add on to that, a little sauce and pepper for you, 2013 and 2015, indoor and outdoor once again, USA champion and men's triple jump. Mr. PGA No Tour, Mr. Room to Improve, no other than my man, Mr. Omar Craddock. Yes, sir. We finally got him on this. How you doing, yes, my man? Sir. How I'm you good. doing? I'm good, bro. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. You know what I'm saying? So once again, this is Say it Loud. So, you know, just feel comfortable to kick your toes up, kick your feet up, and uh Let's get into your life real quick. Believe you know that. You know what I'm, I'm saying? <laughs> so it's no secret you came out of the big state of Texas after mm-hmm. moving here from Germany. Um, what's one piece of Texas or, you know, the, the city of Colleen um, that you just take with you no matter where you go? Uh, man, so I'm, I'm from downtown Colleen. So I, I, I just bring, I think I just bring my flavor mm. everywhere I go. Uh, even when I was at UF, I was about flavor. It was about the the music that I listened to, it was how I carried myself, obviously, in the way I talk at times. Like, mm-hmm. it just started to come out. So, it's it's the flavor. It's the flavor. Right. What about the flavor do you think uh, people remember about? Oh, that's Omar. Like, that's something that Omar would say. Or, <laughs> where, where, do, how do, where, do, where does the... Where does the church that dig that? Where where does the you know I'm digging? You yeah, know, where does uh, that come man, from? Man, that's that's Pimp C. Okay, that's okay, Pimp C. So okay. Again, R. it's R. the Peter culture. Yeah, it's the culture. It's the music, man, and it's I'm always and so Pimp C was always giving game. Whenever mm. you listen to his music, no matter what you thought about his music, he was always gonna give you some kind of game. And at the end of it, he was like, "Chet mm. Tabernacle." You know what I mean? What do he say? He say, "Uh, see, my my partner Pimp C say not Pimp C, but Pimp C." And, and, and pimps is say, I think he say tabernacle. You Ooh. know what I mean? So I'm like, you know what? I like that. I'm gonna rock that. with it. I'm gonna bring it with and you. And that's and that's flavor. You feel me? So and it's, it's different. And then transitioning that, you know, obviously the flavor goes on to what we're, you know, why you uh, have the status or the the platform that you have right now is in the track and field world is for triple right. jump. Uh, when did you know that triple jump or you know you you had the jumps? Because I mean, you did more. You play football, right? Um, and then you know jumping started in 
ninth grade for you? Eighth uh, grade? Yeah, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. So w- when did it? When did you know you had it? Or uh, when did it start? Eighth grade. Mm. Like so, I did it. I was. I, I started off as a high jumper. Wow. Um, and then you know I wanted to be fast. My brother did try. I followed my brother's footsteps. Okay. Uh, but what happened was the coach at practice one day was like, "Hey, you should come try some triple jump. You look like a triple jumper." And I'm like, "What does that look like?" <laughs> And he just like, hey, go jump twice on one leg, switch to the other, boom, boom, boom. And it's not that easy, guys. First off, he said <laughs> jump twice on one leg. It's left, left, right, or right, right, right left. Yeah, yeah. It's bounding. <laughs> but that's that's how you explained it. Right. And, and I just I beat everybody at practice by several feet. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as men, as humans, period, we like to win. Winning mm-hmm. feels good. So it's like, oh, I'm Prime winning instinct. this. Yeah. I'm winning. So let's keep this going. Okay. And it just stuck. I mean, I, I always wanted to play ball, wanted to go to the NFL, but it was just like, I had this opportunity to train with Dick Booth, one of the greatest Race, triple jumpers yeah. or tri- triple jump coaches ever hmm. in the game. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, why turn that down at why that turn point, it right? Down? You know. So, mm. and I, a lot of people don't know I signed to Arkansas. Booth was in Arkansas fact. first. Yeah, there it is. Wow. And then they let him go. I was subsequently let go as well. He went to Florida, and I just I followed. And right you followed him right over. Yeah. Wow. So. You know, going through that, so then, uh, you know, eighth grade, you're like, whoop-de-whoop-whoop-whoop, I'm a triple jumper now. All throughout high school, you kind of, you ran, so break it down for me, did you ran Texas? Did you, were you number one in the nation at that point? Like, oh, were... Oh, man. Like, it, was, it was a battle. Was it a senior year of high school when you found out you were at the top, or went, like... So, it was it was always a battle from, so, in, in, the, in the state, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was always number one. Mm. Um, That's a big state to claim too. Yeah, yeah. That's love. It was my cut. So Marquise Goodwin. Marquise. Yeah. So okay. he was he was doing triple jump too. Wait, he was a triple jumper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he was a long jumper. You, you know got some I mean? genetics but, in your yeah, family. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so he he did the triple jump too. So it would be like me and him going back and forth, like for the age group. You mm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, long jump took off for him. But as I went through the ranks, you know, it was other people I had to go through. But on a grander scale, when it came to like being you know number one in the U.S. I was always battling Will, mm. Clay, or Christian Taylor. Christian Taylor. Just like how it is, you know, kind of today right. and yeah. even when we went to college. So it was, that was always a battle. So I, I'm not sure if I, I could have been number one and then I lost it the next week. Wow. You know, so. So what, uh, what, what went into the process of uh, senior year or junior year, I guess, when you first started getting the looks? Like what went into the process besides the coach? Was it the coach to go to UF or was it the chance, like you said, to go jump with and correct me if I'm wrong, Will Clay and Christian went to UF right. at the same time. Right. So Will was So you guys were a, just a triple threat. Yeah. Jumping. Definitely. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah. So was that was that a was that like a go-to, like, oh, I'm definitely gonna go jump with them? Or uh, was it more of like So so a lot of people, I guess again, don't know. Will yeah. was at Oklahoma first. Damn. And so it was a CT. Christian was at Florida. Mm-hmm. And then I came, and then Will came after that. Mm. So we we just kind of compiled that all together. But um for me, like so, I, I like I said, I signed to Arkansas mm-hmm. strictly for for Coach Booth. Period. Wow. I need you to hear me. That's on power. That. That's impact. I didn't like the school. Mm. <laughs> I didn't snow. Don't do snow. Where I'm from, we don't get snow. You know what I mean? We might get the the little drizzle and be like, oh man, look. We at stayed this inside. Snow. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, but yeah, going to, going to U.S. So on my visit, actually to to uh, Arkansas, Florida was there. Oklahoma was, was there. Christian was there. Will, Will was, was there. there. So I'm sitting in the stands watching this, um, and I'm like, whoa. Will just bounce. Mm. Christian just bounce. 
oh, these boys is jumping. And I didn't know, I don't, I don't remember who won, but afterwards, like his his coach at the time, which is a coach here, Jeremy Fisher, he came coach to Fisher. my coach and was like, hey, we'll we'll offer Omar the full ride to come to Oklahoma, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, well, I was closer to Will then. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to Oklahoma on my visit at Arkansas. So I'm mm. like, yeah, I'll sign up. Yeah, I could go jump with Will. Perfect. Mm. You know, I didn't really know Christian like that because he on the southeast side. Right, of the he map. on the other, yeah, yeah, other side of the map. Yeah, me and Will, we did great Southwest together. Like we we did just different meets. I, I came to Mount Sac before, you know. So we did like three, four meets out of a year together. So it's like, oh, I, I know Will. Let's do that. Right. It was like jumping with a brother. Well, I mean, yeah. besides your actual brother, but like jumping with a brother at that yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. But wow. then, yeah. So I mean, it it all just worked out. Mm. You know what I mean? God stepped in and was like, you know what? I got y'all. And brought us all together in the end anyway. So. That's what's up. So you were there, uh, you know, at UF, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like taking your talents to, not South Beach, but Gainesville, right. Florida? You know, like when you were finally like, I'm there, like freshman year, walking through the door. Yeah. I'm a track and field. People know my name right now. I'm going to tell it to you like it is, man. I honestly, after Booth left Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't in school for a whole semester. Mm. So I was back home mm. doing back home things. Okay. So I'm just like, all right, I guess I guess college is not happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the time, I was dating a girl, and her father was like, Omar, you can't, nah, you can't just be sitting here at home. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, 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 the coach trying to get me in at Florida. It's going to happen, boom, boom, boom. And he like, but yeah, but you're not in school right now. And then he like, you know, I can get you down at TSU. Texas Southern. Texas His Southern. His son was going there playing HBCU. football. Yeah. And Man. I was like, oh, if I go there, I'm playing football and doing track. Off, 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 off rip. rip. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so I was actually getting ready to go. I packed up. Uh, he called them down and they're like, yeah, Omar? What? Yeah, Omar? we yeah. get him. Yeah, mm-hmm. boom. So I'm like, all right, let's get it. And uh, that same day, Coach Booth called him. I was like, hey, we got you. And, and you unpacked the bag and unpacked had to the repack. bag and repacked, bought a ticket and, and headed to Florida. Wow. And like just that again, so taking my talents there was just it was a blessing because I was just hanging out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I was working a little job, but I was hanging out in the streets, man, and mm-hmm. doing what I was doing. Excuse me, but um like just being able to be in school for me and my people, my family, it's just like, man, thank God. A huge thing for them to see. So going off of that, you know, uh, I know you've mentioned that it now, like you were doing at home things Mm -hmm. um, in your documentary, uh, like short documentary, actually, uh, Taming the Beast, Omar Craddock, Taming the Beast on YouTube. Yeah, Um, I looked that up now. Go ahead, watch that. (laughs) You you mentioned about um, in the intro and then about midway through that you self-diagnosed yourself um, as an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you started uh, early on drinking. So if you could... uh, you know, just kind of just share, you know, why or what what was it that, I guess, um, what was it about drinking that made you feel good or yeah. why did you why did uh, you feel like it, you had to? Honestly, bro, it, it was, uh, so during this time, boy, I don't know if you heard it in my, in my throat just then, but mm. I, I started getting emotional. But uh, so during this time, it's like my parents divorced mm. and I felt I didn't have anybody I could talk to. Uh, you know, through these feelings, like I had, I had like, so my, my auntie, she was dating or she's dating a man and I call him unk. So, right. so my unk, you know what I mean? He was like, well, Omar, check this out. You know, some people loved, you know, what this, that and third happens right. in relationships. Um, and he was, he was just telling me about, you know, things that happened in his family. 
mm-hmm. some of his friends. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you got friends that come from a single parent home or getting divorced. or And then I just started internalizing it. And I'm like, well, you know what? My dad, you know, uh, growing up, I'm like, yo, my dad got two moms and two dads. Mm. Not unbeknownst to me, I'm like, right. oh, he has two parents. I'm I'm always inquisitive, like how? Right. It, it was just at that age, you were kind of just you were quite, yeah. like questioning, you know. You were, yeah, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, cool. I got two grandmas, two grand, cool. Um, but then you know when it happened to me, it was just like for me, it was like, uh, what do you believe now, mm. and who do you trust? And then during that time, it was like, uh, you know, you have to choose sides. And I'm 14, you know right. what I'm saying? But Christmas, it's, yeah, it's like I'm like. Bruh, this is what I've known all my life. And this, this is where I think a lot of people uh, may struggle with or don't understand. Is like there's some people that come from a single parent home since they were, you know, kids, babies. Right. That's all they knew. That's all they knew. Mm-hmm. But when you come up 14 years of your life, you like, oh, I got a mom and a dad. And I always felt for, like, I got homeboys that single parent home. Right. So, but I'm like, yo, this is a safe haven. Come to my crib. I got both parents. You know, y'all coming in. We like brothers or right. sisters, whatever and it is. And it was like, yeah, it was an extended, fa- an extension of a family of of what you wanted the neighborhood or just the homies to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, when it happened, like I said, I just, I didn't know who to trust and things like that. And um, uh, it was just the night me and the homies was out. And uh, I think we went to a party and it's, it's, a, it's a party in the hood. Right. How and old were you at this? Uh, at least 15. Okay. 15 for sure um and we we went we went to the hood and um it was you know it was adults there mm. and they drinking and we like well sure let us get some of that and then that's that's just when it started i i remember distinctly we 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 ended up leaving like i was drunk mm. you know i mean because i'm really right, first going time, through yeah, it. yeah. First, yeah and we 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 had a bottle like they had plenty of bottles and they didn't mind that we took the bottle. So we took the bottle and we we riding through the city and I'm turning it up in the back seat. This is my homie, he had a van, like that Kendrick Lamar van on Good Kid Mad City. Ooh. Yeah. So we riding. Ooh. And then what is this? We on 38th Street in front of the Bolarama. And I'm like, homie, bro, pull over. <laughs> it's coming up. He like, what you mean? I'm like, pull over. I I open the van door while we driving. I'm like, hang on. Just throwing up. Mm. Blowing chunks. And it's me, and I'm just like, hey, this just what it is. Like, I, I, I felt good the next day just because, you know, I'm young. I, right. I could recover. Bounce better. back, yeah. Boom, bounce back. And then from then, that's when it just, you know, it, it just uh, proliferated. It grew. Right. I mean, then I would start drinking just in the room, you know, by myself. I used to make music back then. Like, mm-hmm. um, and in my music, I was always talking about my real life. And it was a way of expression, basically. It was yeah. like a written, well, written poetry. I yeah. mean, what yeah. a real artist is. So, right. And this was your uh, like a venting process yeah. in a sense. That was, I think, that was my first time. I would say that was like my real cry for help. Okay. That's mm-hmm. when I was really asking. I wanted whenever I was selling my music or just handing it out or just putting it out on MySpace, whatever it was. I'm just like, listen to the song, right? Because I'm really saying something, and I would, I would always tell yo, I, I remember it was a song called. I'm not going to say the name, but I made a song. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the song, I was like, you know, uh, actually, it was, it was the bro song. That's what it was. Okay. So, and that's that's what we call ourselves, bros, brothers relying on zero. Mm. And um, in the song, I'm like, they down a ride to the club every weekend. I'm getting drunk. I'm popping pills every weekend. So I'm like, when I'm putting this out to the masses, I'm, I'm like, I y'all, hope y'all yeah. hear this so y'all can be like, wait, he only in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Why is he popping these pills and doing this on the weekends? So that's that's 
And honestly, I, the pill popping started when I was 14 mm. in the back of the bus going to a track meet. You know what I mean? So it, um, yeah, it just, it just, it just jumped on me. And I, I was like, I guess I got hooked. And I'm just like, this actually feels good. I, I don't want to say I was hooked. I've, I, I always wanted to get hooked. And I know that sounds bad, but I was like, man, I like, and I, I just couldn't. A lot of the homies was getting hooked on the stuff, but I'm just like, I do it because it feels good. Right. I could have stopped if I wanted to, and I was able to at times, but hey, it, it felt like a switch. It felt amazing. It was a yeah. switch when you did it. Yeah. And I know um, also in the documentary you had said, like, you were, I mean, you were drinking before practice, yeah, go after, practice, yeah. after practice, during sometimes, during like, practice. Yeah. And it was just, you, like you said, it just became very, uh, very natural, not natural, yeah. but like it wasn't like it wasn't a thing like people thought it to be for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this this happened in college. In okay. high school, I had more discipline. Like my coach, and that's what I don't think a lot of coaches to this day understand. So like I wasn't recruited to Florida, mm -hmm. so those coaches there didn't really know me except for Booth. Right. And then once they let him go and he went to Alabama, it's like now I'm just like. I'm with some coaches that you know I've grown to be a little comfortable with, but you still but it wasn't, don't. Yeah, know it me. wasn't the original. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. What was the uh, what was the? And you also said it. Also, it, it's a great documentary. I, I took a lot of these questions from it, but yeah, I really hope you that. guys go out and uh, listen to it. But you said you had like a pretty close to near death experience at right. one point in time. Yeah. Um, I had to been maybe 17 at this time. I think I was a junior in high school. Um, and this is again, so now started popping pills at 14. Mm -hmm. Now, two and a half, three years later, I'm 16, 17. And, uh, I remember just, I, I, I by this time I'm popping like two and a half pills, mm. maybe, maybe two or three times a week for sure on the weekends, but I might do it on a Tuesday, you know, be so tired and, and then do it again on a Thursday and then for show on a Saturday. But I was also drinking during that time. So it was all just, you know, compounding and compounding yep. and, and it just started tearing away at my liver and my kidneys. And so I had a disease called rhabdomyolysis, and that's when, like, your muscles are just breaking down. Mm. So anytime I used the bathroom, it was Coca-Cola colored. It, it like, I, I, I was legit peeing out, like, muscle. Like, I, chunks and stuff was coming out of me. Mm. Um, and so I didn't think nothing of it. I called my mom, because I remember my brother had this same issue, but he, like, had a hernia or something from okay. lifting. and mm -hmm. So it was actually blood. <clears throat> so I go to my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, check this out. And I told her to look in the toilet, and she, like, she thought I, you know, bowel movement went, went number two. I'm like, nah, I just peed. Right. And she's like, oh, maybe you dehydrate. I'm drinking water. So I'm like, look, I'm going to just go lay down. Like, I just feel whatever. I wake up, and I couldn't stand. Mm. Like, I mean, like. Spasms in the cramp. Everything yeah, had tightened so close. Up, yeah. And I could not stand. I'm, I'm literally walking, like just hunched over, hunched back and hunched down. And then I'm like, Mom, I'm finna drive to the hospital. And I hate hospitals. I don't right. go to this day. I, 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 I'd rather not go. Mm. I, I'd rather pray. Just go pray on YouTube and, and pray. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I do use some medications right. whenever, like, if I really need it, but I'm just like, hey, man. If it's not, I'm yeah, cool. Just, just I, I can't afford no doctors, you mm -hmm. know? So, uh, but yeah, I drove to the hospital. Uh, admitted myself into the ER and then um, I don't remember the doctor's name but they was like you know you the, the the like your body I mean you had maybe like three hours of life left in you mm. and that's all I remember them saying and then they put me on all these machines and 
that's it. I just I remember I was losing muscle. And <laughs> you got small for a little bit. I got skinny, but my stomach. I love my core, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. And, so and we'll stomach, get to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> my stomach. I would walk around and it'll jiggle. I'm like, oh man, no, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that um, that was it, bro. I just I couldn't function. I couldn't move. I, it was like I couldn't think. I I never knew where I was at, you know. And I think I was in the hospital maybe maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were really pumping me, you know. And it's. From that instant, I clearly I didn't learn my lesson until you know some some years later, mm-hmm. um, and that that was that man. Say it loud, podcast. What's happening? It's your dog, Omar Craddock, man. And let me tell you right now, what you're listening to. This is the commercial break. <laughs> so you need to get up, stretch your legs, use the bathroom, get some snacks, do that. But take us with you because it's a podcast. It's not a movie, so you can keep us playing. But on a serious note. I just want to thank y'all for, you know, tapping in and, and getting to know me a little bit, man. And if this first half blessed you, please hit that share button right now. Don't delay. Share this to your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, whatever social media platform that you use. And please go ahead and share that to them. Um, also, follow me on my social media. That's at Omar Goodness. I say that's Omar Goodness and that goodness is with two Ds. You know what I mean? Uh, I want y'all to stay tapped in with me. Um, stay tapped in until when I got this book dropping and everything else I got going on. And I want to hear from y'all, man. So, hey, stay true to yourself and dream big and B.I.G. Believe in God and know that you have the room to improve. Shit. So 2019, 2020, uh, jumping over to a, another topic of this uh, interview. Huge years when it uh, comes to championship teams, um, you know, for indoor and outdoor. Uh, what is the mindset going in? So not only this year, uh, 2018, um, but like, you know, the 2019 and then, you know, the 2020, what's the, what's the mindset of Mr. Omar right now? Man, win, mm. win, win, win. And that's, obviously I want to win these competitions, but it's winning every day, every circumstance. I, I, I So I, I have this thing, obviously the PGA, no tour, PGA, no golf, mm. public goodness announcements. Public goodness announcements. Um, <laughs> I tell y'all, full of these keyword acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm always I'm I'm dropping diamonds for the people. So anything I post on social media, there's there's free dimes. There's always and there's always like some kind of underlying message, and um, yeah. So so just leading up to it, it's like uh, I want to win every circumstance, and in that, it's whether I'm I, I, I stayed up all night and I got practice in four hours. Hey, that's a circumstance I have to conquer. Right. So even if practice was bad, I practiced. Right. I could have just stayed in bed, you know what I mean? But I came out and I did what I had to do. So it's winning every circumstance. So I have this winning mentality already. Mm -hmm. So when I step into that arena, it's like, oh, it's game time. No matter what, the best foot going forward, I'm I'm here to win. You know what I mean? And and obviously I have numbers. I want the world record. I want all this. Right. But at the end of the day, I want to win. I want to win. And so that's that's what we foot on the gas. You know what I mean? And we're not coming off. After not making this indoor team, Mm -hmm. right, this is – I'm 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 tired of losing. You know what I mean? I'm I'm tired of losing. And like I was telling you before, off off air, like when I first signed to Adidas, I wasn't getting I didn't get a big contract like everybody else. I was just getting gear and bonuses. But at that time I was, you know, number three in the world, mm-hmm. number two US guy. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get something. Right. Something to supplement me because they see that, oh, he he has talent. He can Nah, that didn't happen. So everything mm. I've been doing from 2015 
2016, 17, 18, obviously till now. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm just coming off the muscle. You know what I mean? I'm gonna show you my talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do these short approach jumps and show you that people can barely beat me when I'm going from a short approach. Mm. I'm gonna show you this and that. So somebody out there gonna be like, you know what? This dude is he hard. He real. And you know? so um, you know when you're talking about Adidas and all that stuff, um, going into this outdoor season, you were no longer. No longer signed with Adidas. Okay. Um, you know, we're we working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we can come to an agreement. But right now, I didn't I didn't re-sign. So, you know, we're looking for the, the best situation for me. That's right. Going forward. I need something to supplement me. Big and, baller brand. They yeah, hit you up. Hey, triple are B. You, are you triple B? What? Jumping? I'm there. I'm you there. triple B jumping in some zones? Make, some hey, I will do it. Put, 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 the, put the spike down there. LeVar, LeVar if you want to get a, a, a young man up in your uh, track and field. Uh. Hey, <laughs> Let's change the game, LeVar. I'm trying to tell you something, man. All the athletes that do track and field, man, we go overseas to get our promo. I want to do it right here at the house. Wow. Like, I was born in Germany, but I was raised in Texas, man. And track and field can be so much greater so so much bigger than what it is. That's right. When we go over to Europe, we we rock stars over champions. There. Li- literally, like Man, everything. Yeah. Over here is you have to be in Oregon. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Texas Relays. You have to go to a college competition. Is Mount Sac a big one. Mount Sac. It used to be huge. Okay, okay. It is still a big one, but it used to be. Huge. I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. My my track and field knowledge yeah. is very <laughs> a little limited. <laughs> I know Sun Devils. Yeah. <laughs> Sun Devil Relay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we trying to we trying to grow it, man. So it's it's a we was doing the Track Town series, summer mm-hmm. series. Oh yeah, the Track Town. That was when yeah. uh, it was uh, like Team Philadelphia. Yeah, it was like uh, a blue San team. Francisco. There you go, team you know, San we Fran. was champions. We didn't win it this past year, but hey, you know they had they had they had to come get it. That's cool. That's but, what's up. The reason I did that was because it was on ESPN, mm-hmm. and that's prime time. Man. That's, that's prime time. That's, that's where sports are, and that's so. where you know that's where you know somebody that's breaking records or holding records should be mm-hmm. right in, in any aspect. Right. If we're gonna put people on ESPN, the Ocho for no offense, but dart throwing. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying that's not even an Olympic sport. Yeah. One of the one of the most genuine and historical Olympic sports is the track and field and. You know, I'm not going to go off on my tangent. This ain't yeah, all about yeah, me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, so, you know, like you said, like, you know, it, it's about winning, you know, the, this, the literally my number one or your number one word is win. Uh, what gets you up in the morning? You, whenever you just wake up and. God. Mm. God, wake me up, man. I, I have an alarm to get up at seven o'clock. I'm always up maybe 6.15. And it's just, and, and I try to lay there, but it's like, nah, it's, it's time to get up. Let's, let's do a devotion, man. Let's, let's get connected. Let me, let me cleanse my spirit. Let me, let me be thankful that I have another day to, to be better. You know what I mean? Like I could have gone to bed and I probably could have done something the previous day, but that's over with. So now it's like, how can I impact somebody today? Mm. How can I make somebody smile? How can I make, how can I make your heart smile? You get what I'm saying? So uh, if I'm alive, I want to be able to, let me, let me please somebody. Pause. Right. I'll let the pause go. Yeah, let it go. But <laughs> you know, I, no, I get you. I, no, I definitely yeah, understand. It's it's God a genuine. It's a genuine gift. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, going off that, like you said, uh, it's no secret, you know, uh, that you're a spiritual, God fearing man. Mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, not not just for the social media, but obviously, if people don't personally know you, you see it on your Instagram and all that right. stuff. Uh, how has it transformed you in your athletic career? Because when I first met you, I mean, you had, you know, God in your life mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some other track and field athletes, shout out to Brigida or BB. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like uh, around that time when she had been um, in the center here in San Diego, 
um, you know, that was a, a, a large um, 360. Because I remember we went out, you and I went out, and we were talking about doing the uh, uh, Christmas treats. Right. Yeah, yeah Christmas yeah. eats. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what was it called? Uh, Season greetings. Season greetings. Yeah, and then yeah. EAT was capitalized. And, you know, that was yep. around the time we were like, I think I'm done. Drinking, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do more with God, and that's your first time you fasted. Yeah. So yeah. how has God changed your athletic career then? Not just the devotional of waking up and giving right. everything to him, but the athletic approach now. Um, I think just being appreciative and, again, winning, like winning those circumstances and learning from, you know what I mean, growing mm-hmm. from them. Because obviously, so these past two, three years, I haven't made any U.S. teams. I didn't go to the Olympics. I didn't make the – world team last year I didn't make this indoor world team Mm. so it's like I feel like right now God is just molding me and and teaching me like look man like don't don't allow this sport to just be you don't allow this sport to be your entire personality Mm. you know what I mean you have to be something bigger than this so when you're not making these teams who are you you know when you're not on the track who are you Mm. you know what do you bring to this world Um, and I think it's God he's he's grooming me you know what I mean grooming me to, to to be a man um, and I'm I'm learning patience. I'm writing a book right now. Okay. And and in my patience chapter, again, I posted this on my social media. But one of the captions was, "To to understand patience, we first we first must understand its importance." Now, patience. I'm dropping proverbs oh, yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, big diamonds right here. Big big. So tune in. Open your big ear holes. Uh, so, patience produces endurance. Mm, and say it, that one more time. So patience produces endurance, mm. and endurance produces stability. Now, when we understand that, you know, patience, a lot of people think of patience as waiting, like a waiting room. We in the ER. When can I see my son, my daughter, my mom? That's not patience. Patience is diligence. We working towards the, the end, end goal. goal. Mm. Now, knowing that, that that work, that diligence that's coming with patience is going to produce that endurance, we know endurance is power. And so when you have power to be able to work, to grind through all this grueling process, that's going to produce your stability, which is the strength, which is going to be able to help you to Put withstand you through, the entire through thing. all of that. Yeah. So, you mm. know, that's... that's And that's just one... That's probably three pages of this book. Right. That's yeah. three, four pages. I, bro, I'm still writing. Open I, your I've big been ear writing holes. It. Yeah, the big ear holes, the ones that's deep down in the cranium. I've been writing this book, uh, what... I would only say, what, three months now, but I'm still in the same chapter. And I'm just like, man, there's so much I can write about this. And I feel like that's that's what, what God is teaching God's telling me you to put in grooming me right now. Yeah. That's so. beautiful. So going off of that, um, you know, going with God and all that stuff, uh, still staying in the um, athlete, uh, excuse me, athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked another athlete uh, on the podcast, Ms. Whitney, I see. Um, what does it feel like? Or, you know, how do you feel? Hold like- on. Let me just, I love Whitney, man. Whitney is a, Whitney's great. She's excuse me. She's phenomenal. I just I just wanted to throw that out there. So Whitney, I know. Matter of fact, I I, I hope and you better listen to mine because I listened to yours. <laughs> <laughs> and yours was amazing. But Direct yeah, link. I, yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> up. But I like I like Whitney. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Whitney. She's probably got a bonding on right now listening right. to this. But uh, what is what does it feel like, or how do you feel about um, you know just being a black athlete in America right now, just with mm-hmm. the platform? And how, you know, we just talked about, uh, you know, sometimes not having the, the correct representation or, you know, on the field or off the field, you know, like, you know, you're held to a higher standard. But right. what, how does that feel to you? Like what's um, so again, I dropped this diamond on my Snapchat um, during, you know, the month of February, Black History Month. Uh, there was a filter and it said, uh, 
I think it was like, what is being black in America? Mm. And I said that, you know, being black in America is, is, is everything. You know, we are the culture. You know, we, we're, we're gold. We're, we're, we're just, we're, we're amazing. You know what I mean? We're, we're this, we are the salt of this, of this place. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, um, it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard to put it's into hard. words. Yeah, it's it very is. Hard There's a lot I, you can put into it. Yeah. We um, are. But just being, being a black athlete, man, is obviously, like you said, we we're held to a higher standard. Um, but I, I feel like our importance in sport, in life in general, is just, it's even, I guess, grand doys. It's, it's bigger than what Good many would choice. want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we have we have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, for us being in the sport and being here in America, we're we we're held to this high standard, but we were given less resources. So how you want me to live to your standard, but you're not giving me those kind of resources? And then when you are giving me those resources, you're charging me this crazy mm. amount, and I can't afford it. So I have to find a way to afford it, and it's 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 always new hoops. It's a it's a new hula hoop to jump through. Once we make it to the finish line, it's moved because we didn't really make the finish line. That was mm. a checkpoint. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's it's always it's always hard work. Even when it comes down to the way we talk, a lot of people hate when I say chit. Mm. But it's like that's what that's how some of us talk. That's how we right. talk in the South. We talk different. We have this different vernacular, and it's just it's like it's it's like. No one wants to That's appreciate. That's normal, right? Yeah. And it's, it's underappreciated. Yeah, and um, I just think, just again, just being black in the sport, we are flavor. You know, we are flavor. Period. We're always coming with something different. We can't be compared to the to another person. You know what I mean? You you have some black people that can speak with this amazing vernacular. Then you have some of us that just talk with like you know who you is, and you know. We, but that's just that was our culture. That's what we were around. That's what we grew up in. And how can you tell us like you know, we're not equal or we're not we're not great? Mm. We had to overcome that, you know. So we've come, we've overcome so much, and and we continue to overcome. So we went in, we went in circumstances every day. I feel that. That's real. That's real. Say loud podcast. What's happening? southern accent for this episode once again thank you for tuning in to my interview with mr omar craddock it is say it loud podcast it is your host not from the south but you know what i'm saying i'm gonna go ahead and claim it for this podcast hope you guys are enjoying it everything that he said everything and all the gems that he's dropped i hope you guys apply this and continue to take it into your own lives and apply it on everyday basis or however it helps you to uh you know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and go about your day. But anyways, let's get back to this interview and the wise words of PMC and my man Omar. Check. So last part of this segment, once again, it is Say Loud Podcast. I'm sitting here with my man, Mr. Omar Craddock, Mr. P-I- or PGI, or PIG, <laughs> PGA No Tour, PGA No Golf, Mr. Church That, Dig That himself once you again. Did. Hey, Mr. B-I-G, believe in God. Uh, uh, We're going to say Mr. Goodness because I am OG. Oh, my goodness. You oh, did. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my man, I'm telling you, pull up, pull up. <laughs> so peep this, peep this. Open your big air holes right here. I love that. I'm just going gonna, gonna to go ahead and use that before he trademark, trademarks it. Right. Um, getting into the last part, let's talk about it. Um, So, you know, you were talking about, you know, how when you got sick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest thing that you thought about was uh, not getting back into track or, you know, anything. It was 
my stomach is flabby. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you all right now, if you've ever been on Omar's Instagram, uh, 96.4% of the time statistics show he does not have a shirt on. Um, your routine or your workout routine and your, uh, you know, eating is very, very strict. Right. And um, I wouldn't call you a fitness trainer, but, you know, you do have, uh, you know, fitness promos coming out because yeah. um, I've been on, you know, your uh, Instagram live a few times and I'm just in there amongst, you know, everybody else, you know, just kicking up a seat, really yeah. just eating popcorn. <laughs> and the biggest thing a lot of people ask you is, oh, my God, how do you get your core like that? How do you yeah. get all that? Forget all that. I want to know all good diets have a cheat meal or a snack. Right. Do you do you give yourself a cheat meal or snack or yeah. <laughs> is yours like a, I'll have two apples instead of one? Or Nah, definitely. As you see, I pulled up with some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> he definitely pulled up with a 30-piece. <laughs> 30 <piece. laughs> uh, so, he didn't eat them all, though. Disclaimer, yeah, he did yeah. not eat them all. Yeah. But Chick-fil-A, uh, if we get this sponsorship cracking. But anyways. Right, let us know what's happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I do. Um, I try not to do it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I eat grass, man. I eat greens. I, I do I do shakes, um, and it's and it's all greens. Like as you look when they when if you go to a nutritionist, they always show you the picture, and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well if you get this kind of protein, you need to make sure like seventy five percent of your plate is vegetables. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's colorful. So I'm like, okay, well let me make eighty five percent of mine colors, and then we'll let me get some kind of meat, little or something, something, you know, right. Um, but that's that's really it. Like, I I eat vegetables. I eat vegetables. Um, again, I, I don't want. Look, I in the Bible. When I read this Bible, my favorite book is the Book of Daniel. Okay. And come on, preacher man. <laughs> Daniel and his and his boys. Um, they told the 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 chiefs that they weren't gonna eat the king's food. The king, so they were brought into, I believe it was Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Bethlehem. They was brought into somewhere. Okay, they was All brought right? in somewhere. We're going to uh, rock with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and the king was like, you know what, I'm I'm going to give them my good food, my good wine, and all this good stuff. But they was like, nah, we serve a mighty God. Mm. Give us vegetables and water. Mm. And I promise you, we're going to come out bigger, stronger than all these people y'all giving this good stuff to. And they did. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, if they can survive that, I can do the same thing. And I'm going to come out bigger, stronger, and I'm going to look better and win. Then everybody else. And discipline. And yeah, and be disciplined. It, go, it goes right back down to your discipline. Yep, hand in hand. And 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 that just segues into my core. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of people want the abs, and I put this on every post. Abs is a luxury. It's it a definitely luxury. is a luxury. I'm telling you, it's like an exhaust kit. It's a real shiny yeah. exhaust kit. You got to work for it. That's I've been it. trying, but hey, the I'm core, trying. The core stability, the strength is what matters. Mm-hmm. So if you want the abs, you you have to eat better. Okay. You can't always eat. That was steak. free. That was a free. That was a free tip, by the way. Oh yeah, big gas. I'm getting, I'm getting them to get some big, big gas. See, big big. It, yeah, yeah, big big. When it's a diamond <laughs> and it was big enough, that's big big. Whenever you see big big, that's a big big diamond. Uh, but yeah, that's it. It's, it's how you eat, man. And you can't eat the burgers all the time. You can't. Mm-hmm. If I have a burger, I have a turkey burger with no buns, mm. and I I throw my vegetables, lettuce, tomato, and like avocado. You eat pickles. I eat my pickles. Okay. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So that's that's just how that goes, man. Okay, so so going off of that too with the workout and obviously you know for track and field a lot of uh, plyometrics this season right. and all that a lot more for explosiveness mm-hmm. and all the other great words that I can't pronounce in science. Yeah. You know, it goes to that. <laughs> but getting on to that, um, you have a lot of um, like workout. Like you just did a promo video, I think, right. with, with a good friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, working on or like Keith Price core. 
mm-hmm. like off the side of a mountain, not off the side of a mountain hanging off, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got a full scenery and all that stuff. What, what makes you want to do stuff like that? Um, so I get DMs a lot. I get questions a lot. And like you said, it's no secret. I'm shirtless. Mm. 96.8 at a time. We're going mean, to up If you had a bit. Ferrari... Yeah. You're not gonna keep it in the in the garage. At all. I get it. I get it. I'm you know pushing what I'm it. <laughs> I'm pushing it. No gas um, in it. Uh, and, and disclaimer: I have a shirt on right now for anybody that's listening. Yeah, we uh, um, we we gonna do that. Make sure of it. Yeah, I brought him one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I get the questions all the time, and it's like, all right, let me just show y'all what I actually do. Mm-hmm. And so I do on these videos. I will put like, oh yeah, you have four reps of this or this because that's what people will want to hear. And again, I say this. I'm very transparent. I put this in the captions and I just put it in like my live or whatever on my Instagram story. I would say like when I do stuff, I just go until it hurts. Mm. Muhammad Ali is my one of my favorite athletes. And he said, yeah, when he's doing his core, I don't start counting until it starts hurting because that's when they count. Mm. The stuff I can sit here and say, yeah, do four sets to 20 and you do it. And it's like, OK, this feels good. I'm, I'm good. I can walk away from it. I want to get up and be like, <gasps> OK, I feel something happening. So now that I feel that pain, it's going to go away, but it's like, I know something got worked right right there. If I can just get up and walk away and just go run and go climb on something and just act a fool. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. But if I have to recover, I did my job. Mm. So that's, that's, that's really the premise behind the videos. Um, And I'm just, I'm just showing people like, look, this is legit what I do. This may not be the number, but this is what I do. And this will be a routine for the entire month. Okay. And then here comes a new video. Okay. So this is, uh, is this going to be strictly on your Instagram or is this on Keith? You said Keith who? Uh, Mark Keith Price. Mark Keith Price. Will yeah. he be promoing this? Uh, yeah. How, he's, he's promoing it as okay, well. Cool, cool. Uh, Victor Visions is the guy that shot it. Okay. Um, Shout out to the drone of uh, Victor oh, yeah. Visions. Oh, yeah. Victor Visions, hey, I'm man. telling you, this video, from, from the snippet we saw, the video is, is lit. Yeah, I'm gonna be trying. I'm not gonna go hang outside. It's a little nippy out here still in San Diego, but it's cool. Yeah. It's uh, and they're gonna get better, man. We uh, we gonna you know invest in the mic, um, cause it's wind advisory for when y'all watch this, man. It's it's pretty windy out there, but yeah. you will be able to see the workout. That's what matters the most. And like you said, the video it's amazing. It's amazingly shot. The the resolution of the video, or the camera is amazing. So drone shots, like you said. So yeah, Victor Visions, and then uh, shout out to my photographer. T. Nose, Travis Nose. My so, man has a full team out here, man. Yeah, he man. He's working we, out here, giving really, free videos. Hey, we really moving forward. It's free game, C game, free game, no change. It's, it's always <laughs> happening. <laughs> I told y'all, you got keywords for everything. So. I'm saying, you know, people like to say free 99. It's free, free, free game, no change. I'm, free game, I'm no change. Wow. Okay, so if not triple jump um, mm-hmm. and, you know, building this platform of, uh, you know, like the fitness and all that stuff. Would you rather be a probation officer that deals with juveniles or would you rather be a professional gamer that played Fortnite and made good money? <laughs> oh, or Call man. of Duty. I feel like you'd be on both low I, key, I, but So I'm not I'm not on Fortnite yet. Okay, okay. I've my been bad. told I should get it, but I'm on that duty, man. I'm on that duty. So professional gamer, Call of Duty. I'm talking real major league gaming. Right. Probation officer speaking to the kids. I'd, I'd have to take the probation officer. Mm. And not to be all cliche and sound like, oh, I want to be a good person. Right. But I am, I'm an extrovert. You're really about I it, too. I like being, yeah, I'm about that. I like being around people. And I want to see lives change for the better. Like, that's the whole premise behind Room to Improve. It's when, when I was in college and when I didn't make, I got injured. I had a heel bruise in 2011. And the coaches were like, well, if you get healthy, we'll take you to the U.S. Championships. 
I'm grinding. I'm like, oh, I got the room to improve then. And it just stuck. I'm stuck. like, hey, man, I, I got these big dreams and I, I believe in God. So, excuse me. And let me let me throw this out there. Q Brown, Quentin Brown, he's from my city, Killeen, Texas, from the north side. Um, and he is the one I got B.I.G. from, to believe in God. In one of his rap verses, he was like, I got big on my chest and hit you with a stinger splash. And if anybody's familiar with WWF, Sting, he used oh to jump off God. the ropes <laughs> and land on you with his chest. <laughs> so he like, I got that big on my chest and I'm mm. coming with it. So I was like, and I hit him up. I'm like, yo, do you mind if I use this? Like in my little, you know, tagline, dream big and B.I.G., room to improve. But yeah, and so I, I just truly believe we have the room to improve in everything. Every circumstance, like I said, win every circumstance. So there's some that you will lose, but you'll, you have to learn from it. And... I mean that's that's just what it is. So we we always improving and yeah, that's a blessing. That's a yes, blessing. Sir. So and one more thing before I turn this over to you and let you get on, uh, you know, a nice little promo and and, and drop one more big gem for everybody. Right on. This hard hat. Oh, oh yeah. You got this hard hat now yeah. <laughs> in this season, uh, and it's quote unquote time to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Where, where does the where where did the hard hat come from? Listen. I had to be the first person yeah, to, yeah. to interview you. Definitely. I told you I wanted. definitely. Where does it come from? So I can't remember if this was 2015 or 2016, but if if it were 2015, um, I, I won that U.S. outdoor title, and I think at that time. The jumps weren't happening. Nobody was really bouncing yet. But I knew I had something in me. Mm. And I, like, for me, I talk a lot. That's why USATF, anybody in track and field, if y'all listening, I keep saying mic us up because we are some true entertainment, just like they do in the NFL. But anyway, Mm. um, yeah, so I I really go. I go, I go. And I'm I'm out there talking like, when y'all going to jump? Because I feel good. And, uh, you know, people talking back. And I was, I think I bounced. That's when I jumped big. I'm running back. And I'm like, I hope y'all brought y'all hard hats today because I'm going to work. And then from then, it's stuck. Yeah, my <laughs> homie Wes, uh, Wes Williams, he, uh, he's Lex's uh, guy. Okay, okay. Um, Lex Gillette, long jumper. Um, so, yeah, but uh, Wes, he reminded me of that before heading to U.S. Champs indoor. In Albu- Albuquerque, In Albuquerque, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, I remember the first time I seen you, it was this U.S. Championship, Wooty Woot, and... All out of nowhere, you just yelled, I hope y'all brought your hard hats because I'm going to work. And right there, I'm like, you know what? Here come another U.S. championship. Let me actually get a physical hard hat so when I step out there, people, all eyes on me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, one, why did this fool got on the hat? And two, this is creative. And so it's like, Very. you know what? I'm, I'm an entertainer out there. That's you know, right. I want to, again, bring flavor. I'm bringing that to you. And I'm being. You got a whole emoji. Yes. You got a whole yes. emoji. Just I for am you. an emoji. Because I don't know no construction yeah. workers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, that's, that, that was that. And, and I'm just running with it. Like, that's I'm going to, you see me uh, training at, at uh, competitions. I got a hard hat, man. I'm coming to work every single time. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. So one more question, um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick not kick you off. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it to you, and then I'm going to let you go to sleep because I know okay. you got a bedtime coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Phone call, two to five minutes. A 15-year-old, I like to twist this to everybody's story. Okay. 15-year-old on the way to his first house party with some of his friends. Um, it's you calling from the future, speaking to a younger Omar. What would you have said before walking into that door? Um, you know, walking into that door before the 
the alcohol and, you know, just mm-hmm. in high school, what, what would you have said looking back right now? Think about it. Think about it. And, and make, a, make the best decision. Uh, and I say that because, you know, we know life is what you make it. Mm-hmm. And life is all about choices. So you, you choose, you create your own destiny. Um, and you're choosing, you're choosing your life path. So if you choose, you, you know you're going to go somewhere where there's nothing but adults here. Do you really think you need to be there? Mm. And if you do go in there, whatever happens here, you're going to have to suffer or go through whatever consequence that comes after. Mm -hmm. If you choose not to, well, one, you know you you didn't have no drink in your system. Maybe you would have went home and played some games and just took it in early because there was nothing for you to do with anybody your age. So, yeah, just think about it. Make, make Make a wise decision. But I would definitely, knowing hindsight, go home. Mm. You know, if I'm not going to give myself advice, I'm just going to tell myself, go home. Go home. Hang up. Go home. Mm. That's it. Well, my man, Omar, I truly, truly appreciate it. It has been a long time coming. I told you on season one I was going to get you on here. And I think it was just for God for me to push this out to get you here. Not only so I could talk about the hard hat. Not only so we could talk about the fitness, but also just room to improve, B.I.G., uh, you know, the book talk and all that stuff. And I truly believe that whatever you say comes to life when you pray on it and you yeah. stay in faith. So the floor is yours, man. I know you have so much to talk about. So I just want to give you this opportunity. Say it loud. Please give your undivided attention and let my man Omar take us out. Oh, man. Hey, I, one, I want to appreciate, you know, you for having me. Um, but like I mentioned before, man, the book I'm writing on, uh, I plan on dropping that in 2020. So be on the lookout for that. I'm still playing with uh, the, the, the title. Right now I'm sitting on a champion's gene. I'm going to just go ahead and throw that out there. I believe we all have this gene in us that's innate, and it's a champion gene. We just have to, you know, we have to turn it on. Um, but, yeah, y'all just stay tuned, man. I'm, I'm always kicking flavor. Y'all can follow me on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. That's Omar Goodness, and that's goodness with two Ds, so... Omar, G-O-O-D-D-N-E-S-S. Um, that's on all social media platforms. Uh, my sports Facebook page is Omar Craddock. Um, and y'all, y'all just rock with me, man. I, I, hey, it's Dream Big, B-I-G. You got the room to improve in anything and everything that you do. Um, and, and believe in yourself. Like 2 chains say, believe in yourself. Uh, who, who else going to believe in you? You know what I mean? So dig that groove, feel that, dig that. Chet's that. Dream Big and B-I-G, room to improve. Chet. You heard it first, my man Omar kicked us out, all big gas, big, big gas, all gems, diamonds, rubies, big air holes. I've learned it all, man. Once again, thank you so much for this. Say Loud Podcast, it has been an honor to bring you another episode. Make sure you guys shout me out, SoundCloud and iTunes, they're both Say It Loud. If you know somebody or you have a testimony you want on this or a subject you want to speak about, go ahead and send me an email, sayitloudpodcast68 at gmail.com. And also on my Twitter handle, uh, Instagram, Snapchat is all boogie, D-E-B-E-A-S-T. Until another episode, it is I once again. I love you guys. Stay black and stay woke.